Welcome to OKHR Leads, hosted by Tara Crowley and Rob Trotter. We are connecting with leaders, most of them HR, uh, in our community and hearing their story and what makes them tick. Hello, Robert Trotter. Robert Robbie Trotter. Hello, Tara. How are you? Well, I'm getting ready to go on vacation. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where, where are you going? What you doing? <sighs> I'm going to go put my feet in the sand. So, <laughs> yeah, and probably do a whole bunch of sitting. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we all well, need good, vacations. Good luck getting there. Whether you're driving or flying, it's going to be an adventure, I know. But yes. once you're there, I hope it's a wonderful time. A much, much well-deserved time. Yeah. It's that whole driving for a really long time. But that's okay. Right. Because I do well in the car. I like books and I like all these. I like listening to books on tape. I like listening to podcasts. So this is. Hey, Simon suggested Pivot. I've been listening to Pivot all week. It's a great, it's a great podcast. Ooh. So I got add that to your list. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I got that. Yeah. We okay. have a long time in the car and I have earbuds if, if the rest of my family don't want to listen to it. So I can listen to it by myself. <gasps> right. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. All good things. Well, do you know who our guest is? Uh, I do. I'm looking right at her. So I'm excited to hear this one. She's, she's, we're going to prove her wrong because she doesn't think she's as good as some of our other guests. Right. So <laughs> we already know that there's some interesting threads, some interesting yes. stories in this. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of pull this out from her. I know. I, I'm really excited. We today have Misty Kreider, and Misty Kreider is uh, the HR coordinator, uh, director, leader, uh, Western Plains Library System in Clinton, Oklahoma. She's also for Western OKHR, which is the SHRM affiliate um, within OKHR. She is currently their president, which is based out of Weatherford, so they're right next to each other. But there's a whole bunch of story that's right behind Miss Misty. She has worked in, I mean, this is the part that I think that we can do deep dive. Mm. She was in management and fast food because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if you didn't see stuff there, you have seen stuff there. Mm -hmm. So she said, these are things about learned about managing people and interviewing, hiring staff. Well, then she also worked with the prison hold on i gotta write get this correct but she worked um at a prison in the education department so here we go we already have two things that are out of the box for us um and then she's also transitioned to the public uh library western plains library system and worked in multiple roles uh, she also has a public librarianship certification through uh, Oklahoma uh, Department of Libraries. So I think this is going to be a very different conversation that we have had before. And I am so excited to do Deep Dive. So welcome, Miss Misty Kreider. Welcome, Misty. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this with us. We're so excited to get to know you, hear a little bit about Western Oklahoma because we've had we've had Kelly Smithy, who has been a leader at uh, Western Oklahoma HR, but I don't know that we've had anybody else from from that area on the podcast yet. So, I think so. No, dun, 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 dun. Kelly was my past president. Yeah, you get to represent one hundred percent. Oh, the other part I didn't mention is. Uh, you were also the recipient of the 
HR Heart. I don't know the right term. Of it. HR Heart Award at the OKHR State Conference, and she's getting ready to show it. Show the award. Yes. Oh, and she even has a spectacular picture of it. Oh yeah. Well done. Say something so shows on the screen. Yes. So yes, and got pictures with Johnny C. Taylor. Mm -hmm. That was exciting. Nice. All right. So we have gotten um, part of your background, like stated from the limited knowledge we know about you, but can you tell us and then our audience about your background and how this all, those three things are pretty significant of what I mentioned, but how they all fit together so far? Well, um, you know, after high school, I started college. I was a, actually a math education major, wanted to be a high school math teacher why I have no idea math has always come easy to me and I thought oh numbers are good I can just you know sell through college well then you get married and have kids and so I didn't finish my degree um <clears throat> so I went to work in a fast food restaurant um can I say that can I say it's Carl's Jr. yeah um so I worked at Carl's Jr. for eight years I think and you know advanced through the ranks to from crew crew member to crew leader to shift leader and then into the management and i learned how to interview and hire people you know back then it was all on paper oh, so yeah. um carl's jr had a very good system they they provided packets and you know you just went through the packets and filled out all the papers but you learn a lot doing that mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so my store manager, um, he had graduated college and he got a job working in the edu education department at um, one of the private prisons. And he asked me to come work for him and be the leisure and law. Well, at first the leisure librarian, um, you know, just running the library and helping inmates, you know, with leisure reading, checking out books, you know, those kinds of things. And then it advanced into um, working with the uh, law library, the, the guys, the inmates that would come in and need to, you know, do stuff for their cases. And I learned how to shepherdize cases. And I was in, I had responsibilities to uh, make sure all of their copies and everything were in proper order and to send them to the proper courts. Um, so, you know, I was there for five years and all the private prisons started pulling out of Oklahoma um, because of funding and those kinds of things. So I thought, oh, I better find another job before, you know, I don't have anything. So I started applying. And when I applied for the position at Western Plains Library System, I thought I was applying for a just a library clerk position. Well, turns out it was the administrative assistant for the main office for the library system. Now, our library system is made of, um, it's eight libraries in four counties. Mm. And I was the assistant to all the management staff. Oh, <clears throat> so you had a lot of leaders. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I worked under five different, I mean, I, I assisted five different people, one of them, which was the HR department. Um, so that's, you know, I thought uh, that's how I got into the library system. And, um, you know, I got assigned tasks from every department, but 
I help the HR department a lot. And mm -hmm. my first big thing with HR or with helping her was um, in 2013, when they changed from the MSDS to the SDS and the hazard communication policies and the, you know, the changes in the SDS. Uh, and so we did a training at WOKHR um, on what all we needed to do to prepare our staff and to make the changes within our organization. And, you know, there were like 40 people there and they were just great and welcoming. And I learned so much that day. And our HR manager at the time, anytime she knew I was interested in the safety stuff um, mm -hmm. from working in the prison and being on the incident management team at the prison, uh, she knew that kind of intrigued me. So all the safety programs that W or that WKHR had, she took me to. Mm. So that's where I got and started with the An interest. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead. I was going to ask for clarity. So whenever you're saying the MSDS and SDS, there, there may be persons who don't know what that means. Can you tell oh. us what that is? Yeah, back in 2013, they made um, some changes to the safety data sheets that everybody is required to have that, you know, they have chemicals in mm -hmm. their offices, their industries or whatever. And they changed them from eight point uh, material safety data sheets to 16 point material data safety data sheets. And the way that you have to, if like if you change um, chemicals, in, you know, you put chemicals in a different bottle, they have to be labeled a certain way. If you mm -hmm. like take bleach and you dilute it, there's a certain way you have to label it. Um, and you have to keep every chemical that you have that your organization uses, you have to have safety data sheets. So if they, mm -hmm. you know, you spray bleach in their eye or swallow Windex or whatever, what they need to do Right. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I stalled you out. Okay. So then you had gone to quite a few uh, Western OKHR meetings uh -huh. and you were with your leader. And so that, so you were beginning to help um, HR with, um, from a safety perspective. Yeah, so how did it transition into working in the HR department? Well, I just, you know, she, I would do filing paperwork mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. When anybody got uh, continuing ed credits, I kept track of those and mm -hmm. we would file those with the state library because we have to do an annual report every year of how many continuing education credit courses our staff take, especially the, um, the staff that are certified in librarianship so they can keep their certifications up just like just like we do with SHRM, you know, we have to keep our CEs up. Um, so I started doing that and then it just gradually increased, you know, she would, she started towards retirement. So she started working less and less mm -hmm. and going down from full-time to part-time. So some of the duties, um, references, I would call and check references for her, for job applicants and, you know, just, just little things I would pick up along the way, mm -hmm. helping her yeah. towards retirement. So you became the, um, leader over HR for the library system. And one of the comments that you made to, to me before we, um, whenever we were scheduling this was you talked about that you, you love or very much enjoy 
watching employees succeed. Yes. So what, tell me about how you do that. How, what's, you know, what's the point around that? What do you, what are you doing that's helping and that you're seeing? Well, I mean, you think of a librarian and they just check books in and out. You know, you think they're coming in the library. Their job is to make sure, you know, the customers leave with the book. But it's, it's more than that. Like we have some very crafty, gifted people on staff. And like one of them, we just recently moved into a program manager position where he develops programs for the children. And mm. that's something he's always, you know, not just story time, but being able to develop programs himself. Mm -hmm. And just see like one one of our branch managers she was she's she had a degree in um library media she was a library media specialist and she was hired as a library manager but she had taught school um you know been a librarian in school and taught english in school for 30 years just so she was kind of burned out on that mm -hmm. and come to find out she had an interest in cataloging so when the time came and we had an opening, we moved her into cataloging and she has done phenomenal. She loves it. And so just getting the pe people, the right people in the right seat on the bus, right. let them use their talents. It's a benefit for us. It's a benefit for them. They don't get stressed out. They don't get burned out. Right. So you, okay, here, I'm, I'm watching you talk and you are very much just saying like, oh, this is what we do. And, and this is natural and it's in it's natural to you mm -hmm. and and so that's a gift i'm stating to you that is a gift well done misty Kreider. what can we do and how are you doing that because it sounds like you're getting to know everybody that works with you so you know what their gifts are and you're able to say you know bobby over here likes crafts so I'm gonna get him coordinated here and Sally over here likes this other part but you're doing something special to in order to figure that out what's that secret well just getting to know them making the time to you know like we we're spread out over four counties so mm -hmm. it is difficult to like meet face to face we do a lot of um well, we always have a summer party. We always mm -hmm. have a Christmas party. We have um, staff days where we're all together. Um, we have, well, especially since COVID, we used to meet monthly in person, have everybody come to the main office and you know, have our staff meetings in person, but we've been doing those virtually. But getting to know the staff, um, we, have, we have one supervisor over all the branch staff and she is, she's out every month in every branch getting to know them i'm out doing safety checks um you know i i communicate we we communicate almost on the daily and just getting to know them and their personal lives and but i have 36 staff i don't have you know it's it's a small <laughs> a small amount of staff 36 is a lot that's a lot for one leader. Don't say that's uh, a lot. <laughs> okay, so we have six managers and 30, you know, staff members that are out in the branches. So we just do our best. I like to, you know, I like to know about their personal history and where they came from and what motivates them to mm -hmm. get up and come to work every day. 
because it's different for everybody. So, Misty, I've got a question for you. I'm okay. really interested in your time at Carl's Jr. I think <laughs> that there's a, a well, a great population of people out there that are working in retail that uh, you know want something more, want something else, and just can't see how to get out of that. And uh, so, you and I have a similar background where we both have escaped from that. So, what <laughs> what did you learn in retail and background that has helped you to where you are today? My very first, okay, so my manager at Carl's Jr., she didn't hold back. Um, when she interviewed me, she said, you know, I, I like what, what I see on the paper. She said, but I need to know, when you come to work every day, can you fake it? Mm. She said, customer service, she said, I don't care, and the customers don't care, if you're having a bad day at home, if your life on the outside of, of this counter is bad, she mm. said, can you come in and provide good customer service every day to every person that walks through that door? She said, if you can't, I'm not going to hire you. Wow. And so she hired me, obviously. Um, you know, and it doesn't matter what you, you were there. And she told, she told me, you're here. I'm paying you to provide customer service. That's your job. Wow. Well, she set the expectation. Number yes. one, our yes. minute one, yes. <laughs> minute one, not day one, minute so, one. And I've carried that with me throughout, you know, even working at the prison, you have to, you know, you're taught, you, you don't let them know anything about you personally. You don't, you know, if you, if you come in and you're having a bad day there, those inmates are, they're going to con you. They're going to do everything they can to get anything they can out of you. So you have to be firm, fair, and consistent. You can't mm. let them see you in a different light. Well, that, so, that, that, was, that was my second question. What was it like working at the prison? Kind of give us a, a day in the life. That. Yeah. That, I'm fascinated here. <laughs> well, <laughs> my job was completely different than the correctional officers. You know, they, they have a completely different role. Um, the inmates that would come to the library, that was a privilege to them. So, you know, they, they enjoyed their time in the prison, in the library. They got to check out books if they were working on their cases, um, which, which that was a legal obligation. They had to have allowed, allowed time in the library to work on cases, but they acted different in the library because it was a, in like recreation, that was a privilege to them. They got to get out of their units. They were out in the sunshine. They got to come to the library. They go to chapel. Um, I had a variety of different inmates. We had Hawaiian inmates. We had Oklahoma inmates. We had inmates from Michigan. Um, we had some um, Mexican nationals from Arizona. And so there, all the cultures were different. So that was another thing I learned in the prison, the different kind of cultures, especially mm -hmm. the Hawaiian inmates their mannerisms and their communication style and their respect levels were completely different than all of the other jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. um, so I learned a lot in the prison because you have to, you can't let, let them see your emotions. Um, and then just the different cultures and. Was this minimum or maximum security? Was it uh, male, female, both. or both? We had, it was male. It was a male inmates. Um, okay. We had most of the yard was minimum security, 
And then we did have uh, the segregation unit, which I had to transport books back and forth because they have the same, you know, they can, they can have those, um, what do you call it? Privileges. Benefits, privileges. Right. Yeah. And then we had a segregation, a unit for like protective custody inmates um, that were only out of their cell one hour. Oh gosh. A week. Wow. Okay. So. Yeah. So uh, I imagine that your your opinions on recidivism and work after incarceration have been formed by your experience there. So tell me a little bit about what you think of those issues. Um, I actually one of my uh, clerks did. <laughs> I was his proctor while he was in prison, but he was my library clerk and he did a paper on recidivism and the statistics. I, I think programming in prisons helps a lot with the recidivism rate. Um, if they're uneducated and they can go on, you know, to get their high school diploma, the work skills, I know career tech, um, the guy that I worked for in the prison, he actually went from the prison working for career tech, going into the prison's teaching skills, uh, to the inmates for their life outside of the prison um, for the short time, you know, inmates. And I don't, I mean, of course, I don't keep up with statistics on that, but I think the education, um, the work skills, I think that has been beneficial to the sure. inmates. Do you well, have a success story? You talked about. Um, working in the law library uh -huh. uh, and so obviously they had to check things out but can you tell a success story from helping someone there was a a young man who he was in the wrong place at the wrong time mm -hmm. and he went to prison and he fought and fought and one of the I the Actually, the person that taught me how to shepherdize cases was an Oklahoma inmate, and he was a paralegal. And with his help, well, he did all the stuff, but um, he fought for probably two years to get this kid, his paperwork all filed, and he just, his whole case, the litigation, everything. There were so many things that were wrong. And they proved it and he was released and mm. I guess he's still doing well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that, I mean, what a, what a service and, and honor that, you know, you got to potentially witness that. I think that's great. I mean, anyway, I, I obviously, I just think, I think part of that is just fascinating of, uh, of what you have seen. <laughs> I guess it's kind of bottom line, what you've seen. Um, so you like, uh, I think about this, sorry, I'm going to back up and restart my question. I took the, the SPHR test, which is the HRCI test. And then I had taken it before SHRM's test. And because of the timing of things that I just basically got grandfathered, whatever, under into the SHRM certification. So I never took the SHRM testing. You took the SHRM one, correct? Yes. And so I'm, I'm grasping from HRCI, not from SHRM, but from HRCI, there is a little, a very small book that is for, um, that is for 
um, sorry, that's for safety. So I'm assuming that the HR piece also, the SHRM one has information or questions about safety too? Yeah, not, not long much at all. Yeah, that was long-winded to get to that yeah. question or comment. So tell me or tell us about how and why safety is important and then how and why that feeds into HR and then also the security and incident management. So floor's open. Um, okay, so growing up, my dad was a police officer mm. and he instilled in us at a young age that you always need to be aware of your surroundings, where you're at, who's around, you know, um, when I was a kid, the Girl Scout, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Members, I didn't get to go to Girl Scout camp because I might get kidnapped. I didn't mm -hmm. get to go when there was girls kidnapped from the state fair, teenage girls. I didn't get to go to the state fair with, without my parents, because, you know, you might get kidnapped. And I mean, it, even more today, it's, it's worse, but you know, even from back then we were taught and we were quizzed when we went into a, a restaurant or something and we were sitting there, my dad would ask, you know, where's the emergency exit? And just, just to make us aware of, you know, if something happens, where are you going to go? Mm -hmm. Or um, that man that just walked in the door, where'd he go? Where's the fire mm. pushers? Just little things like that. And it, it wasn't like every time we went in, right. you know, but but if we went into a new place, he wanted us to be aware. Um, so I think that's where my interest in security and safety come, comes from. And then, of course, working in the prison. Well, and then working in fast food. Yeah. You no. Know, <laughs> happen. So you, yeah. you're, you're trained for what to do if, you know, if you're getting robbed. But then working in the prison, um, everybody, if an incident happens, everybody has a job and you're trained to do that job. There are drills. If there's a riot, if there's a fire, if there's a fight, um, you're trained on how to react. And so we did that training every single year. We did, every person went through a 40 hour week training um, on protocols throughout the prison. <clears throat> so. I learned a lot. Um, and then when the riot did happen in 20, 2002, yep. um, you know, I learned a lot about debriefing, you know, mm. we went through a, every person in the prison that was on duty that night went through a de-escalation and we had to, you know, express our experiences and what happened. And then they mm -hmm. put a, a whole plan together. Well, did our plan work? Mm -hmm. What do we need to do different? How mm -hmm. can we make it better next time? And then, and then we continued with new drills and new ways to do things. And so going through that and realizing that it worked, we all survived. There were, mm -hmm. there were no major um, incidents, injuries, um, you know, that, and I think about that. There are so many times that somebody says, oh, you know, like you roll your eyes. Oh, I got to do this. We're doing a drill on like a fire drill. And you're like, yeah, oh, my gosh. But it, tell us how, I mean, how beneficial was that that you had had prior training? Oh, 
Well, you look, I mean, there's been two, what, right. 250 uh, mass shootings just this year. Mm -hmm. And it's so difficult to, you can't predict every situation, mm -hmm. but the importance of being aware of what's around you, who's around you, where you're at, and, and not being tuned in to your device when you're walking out to your car after work. Um, you know, you yeah. be safe. You gotta protect yeah. you, you gotta protect your family and, and in your workplace. And that's, that's where I put most of that to use is, you know, I, I was just at one of our branches earlier today and one of our new girls, um, I asked her, I said, hey, Katie, I said, how many people are in your branch right now? And she said, two. And I said, is that it? And she said, and she, she was able to tell me, she said, well, one man just came in and went to the bathroom and left, but we only have two people in here right now. So I try to quiz them when I see them, you know, just to, for them to be aware. Yeah. 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 I think about that, you know, just like, I mean, you know, Rob could probably tell a story or, or what I, I, it's so easy to not be aware. So easy to not be aware. And I think about it of leaving. If I ever leave um, my house in the morning and my and and I'm driving a car that's not in the garage, it's that whole thought process of, oh my goodness, is somebody around the corner? Mm -hmm. Is somebody right here? And I sometimes I get I scare myself and I'm like, oh, you're just being a scaredy cat. But then it's what I'm hearing you say is we need to have that awareness of what's going on around us. <laughs> so absolutely, and intuition, you know, and and mm. I've been yes, your gut instinct is going to be right more often than not, you know, and and if you're getting a weird vibe, pull yourself out, back up from the situation, mm -hmm. and it, you're gonna, you'll be thankful. Yeah. You made me, you reminded me there's a book um, and it's on audible as well, but it's, um, it's called talking to strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. And um, it talks about that. And I love that you just mentioned this because one point he, he, he states is for the most part, we think well of others. Like we think that, mm -hmm oh gosh, this is, I feel something weird. And so they couldn't be doing this nefarious thing where like what you're saying, listen to your gut because there may be something wrong. So anyway, just very, anyway, we can totally get on a segue here. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so um, tell us what your favorite tool in business is. Well, the tool I use the most and that I'm most thankful for is, of course, my HRIS. Mm. Um, we use Paycom and that has lessened my uh, allowing the staff to make the changes to their W-2s as they need to um, mm. update their information, their addresses or their phone numbers or, you know, even make changes within their paycheck if they want to increase or decrease their retirement. Just taking that burden off of me. And yes. on the employee has been yes. a, a, yes. a huge time saver. But um, I think my favorite, my, the best tool is my network of 
Mm. people, the HR people that I know that I've connected with through WOKHR and now OKHR, um, you know, there's, we're, HR is all about rules, but (laughs) (laughs) there's situations that there are no rules for, you know, things happen. So being able to reach out to somebody that has had a similar situation or, hey, we did it this way, we should have done it this way. Yeah. um, that has been probably the best tool for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. policies, sharing policies. Yes. Not having to rewrite a policy from the ground up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And thank you for saying it in that way, because I think this, and, and I've said, we've said it more than once, Rob and I have, that this is the reason why we were interested in doing this is that everybody, number one, everybody has a story. Number two, somebody's going to trigger something on these call on these podcasts that it's, that are, you know, something they may do in the future or potentially reach out to the person who's been talking. And, um, you know, you, you just triggered to me, the, Paycom is who you use. Mm -hmm. And I want to say thanks to Paycom because their commercials are so great that it makes others question their current, whomever they have as their HRIS system of, oh, you can do that. Oh, well, we could do that too. Or, you know, just even, I, I, I want to say thanks to Paycom because it kind of brought to light some of the things that we weren't taking advantage of. So well done. Yeah. They're, they've been great. We've, We've loved using them. They've anytime I, all our representatives have been very helpful and I have no complaints. Yeah. Yeah. If it was a little cheaper, that would be nice. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> you can hey, save a buck. Hey, I'm just going to say, I don't think any of them are cheap. So right. Just going to say that out yeah. there. So you need to pay them so that they keep developing all the stuff so that it can make it easier yeah. for all of us. Well, and they, you can do FMLA paperwork. You can do COBRA paperwork right from, right from their system. ICOM. Yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. They're going to, you know what? We need to call them <laughs> and take a clip of this and say, here's what your customers are saying. So well done. All right. So um, on the OKHR conference that was held in April, you received this award that we just talked about at the very beginning, introducing you the HR of the heart. Heart of HR. Heart of HR. Heart of HR. Heart of HR. Um, so number one, congratulations. Number two, tell us about the award. Tell it. Tell us what that is. Tell us what the criteria is and and how you guys were. Do you know how even know how you were nominated? <laughs> we do. Uh, Lisa Flaming um, came. She was our. I believe she's our district rep. Yep. And she came to one of our meetings. And we, one of our local board meetings, our WKHR board meeting, and, you know, Kelly had, Kelly was the president and Kelly, Kelly had invited her out. She said that she had wanted to make rounds to all her groups. So she just came for a meeting and we were approving our financials and we started talking about um, the expense, the expenses of what we did for one of our members. And she's like, what'd you do for one of your members? And so we explained that um, right after COVID, it was our very first meeting in person after COVID. And we had a guest speaker out that was talking to us about mental health in the workplace. And 
there was only four of us that showed up. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, we were all disheartened about that. Uh, we, we want everybody to be back. But we only had four people, but it, it turned out to be great um, because the other, the one, it was me and Kelly and our, our treasurer, Marsha, and then this other member. And she sat in the parking lot. And I, when I pulled in, I saw her and I, I know her. She used to work for WPLS and she moved on. And I saw her sitting in her car. And I didn't think anything about it. You know, I just went in and set up and did my thing. And so right as the meeting was starting, she came in and sat down and she didn't, you know, she didn't say anything, but I could tell something was wrong. And so uh, the speaker gave the presentation and Sarah was really emotional and she was crying through this whole thing. And so because it was a small group, we engaged in conversation and she had been in a really bad domestic violence situation mm. and um, was actually hospitalized and had to have surgery. I mean, it was really bad and it was a bad situation. And so, you know, we, we kind of closed up and then Sarah, she left and afterwards, we, we got to help this girl, you know, she doesn't have family support. She doesn't have any kind of emotional support. She's so we put a basket together and we got some resources together for her, um, like some suggestions for count. And she said that she had wanted to get into counseling, but she didn't know where to start. So we got her some resources for counseling. We put together a basket of sensory items to comfort her. Mm -hmm. And we checked in on her. And so we just did the things that we would normally do for, you know, anyone on our staff. And so Lisa went and told, I guess, um, Heidi Hartman and that she at one of the board meetings that she wanted to suggest that there be a new award. Mm -hmm. And so she uh, she's the one that got us recognized for doing what we just thought was human yeah well thank you thank you for being that part and thank you for recognizing somebody needed uh, needed uplifting and help so and i want to say she the girl is is doing great um she has been in counseling she has changed job oh and that was another thing is she was really struggling because she was missing a lot of work so mm -hmm. we kind of helped her get through um how to get an accommodation through work mm -hmm. so, because she was missing a lot. She was coming to the right meetings. <laughs> she was. <laughs> and, you know, it, it was, it's when I see her, I see her on Facebook and she, her whole physical appearance has changed. Her demeanor has changed. She's positive. And I mean, I, I hope it's helped her. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. That's amazing. All right. One last question. Okay. What are you trying to get good at? Um, leadership. Uh, <laughs> well, David McLaughlin was our speaker yesterday. And, you know, of course I went to his session at, um, okay. The OKHR conference. I, 
I blabber. I am not a good public speaker. I want to be an example um, to the staff. I want I want the staff to know that they can come to me at any time for any reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, you know, when I first started in HR, we had a staff member that was going through a nasty divorce and didn't have a place to live. So I kind of helped her get some resources together. I mean, that's what we are. We're a resource for our staff members, whether it be, you know, because if their home life is affecting their work life, that affects our business. Mm-hmm. So we need to take that into account. We, you know, I can't, I'm sorry, that's personal. I can't help you with that. Well, it affects our business. So we should be yeah. able to help. Yeah. 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 Well done. All right. We, I said it was the last questions and I lied. <laughs> we always, we always ask these end questions and they're just fun. So don't think about them. So are you ready? Ready to wrap it up? We're going to wrap this up. All right. So in the past year, what has been a revelation to you about yourself? Don't think about it. I don't know. I am an excellent grandma. Yes. (laughs) Um, That, you know, I, my grandson is, uh, let's see, he'll be two in August. And I am pretty fantastic at that. I love that. <laughs> that I, I love that. Well done. All right. What mantra or motto do you use for yourself and you like to share with others? <laughs> I say this all the time at work. Um, work harder, not work smarter, not harder. Yep. Yep. So I know my programs, my programs coordinator, he'll always work smarter, not harder. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've made an impact, obviously, here, don't you? <laughs> All right. Copying from Brene Brown's podcast, what do most people get wrong about you? Hmm. What do they get wrong about me? Ah, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> that I'm a pushover, maybe? They probably think I'm a pushover when I'm really not. I'm pretty, you're Just not, you're not going to sway me if, yeah, I'm not a pushover. Got it. Got it. It might not appear that the answer came from me, <laughs> but I'm, I'm usually pretty persuasive if I'm, um, if you need to be, if, if I need to be. Yes. Got it. Okay. All right. Last year fun. What recent TV show have you been obsessed with? All American on Netflix. It's a, Oh, is it like football or yes. something? Okay. Yes. Um, I've always been a football fan. Um, you know, my brother and my son both played for high school and I, my dad always watched football. So that's the one I've been binge watching. Got it. And of course, Yellowstone. Uh, yes. (laughs) We've heard that one a lot. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
All right, la uh, what book or podcast do you like to share with others? Hmm. Well, you know, I work for a library system. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you should be telling us a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. We need to follow. Well, self help book. I'm actually reading Donnie C. Taylor's book right now. Um, and I just recently watched Brene Brown's um, thing on Netflix. Oh, but, Atlas of the Heart. Yes. Um, but Oh, no, that one's on HBO. No, yes. Uh, no, uh, what is it? I, I, I know what I, it was, it came out about two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Two or three, um, yeah. But uh, We're the Crawdads Seeing, of course. Mm -hmm. That was, okay. that was really good. I like those heartfelt. You know, that's, they're making a movie. Yes. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so, and actually <laughs> we're, we're actually taking a vacation at the end of the month and we're going to the Louis Louisiana to do a swamp tour. And, <laughs> and that reminds me of the book part of the product. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Okay. Very last question. How can you said that before? I did. <laughs> I've lied multiple times here. Uh, how can people connect with you? This that's important to know. Yes, <laughs> um, I have LinkedIn. I'm not on it very much. Uh, okay. Facebook is my uh, social media of choice, I guess. Um, WP Libs, Misty okay. at wplibs.com. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we will get that that down. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I think you have definitely have uh, experiences that I think all of us can uh, relate to of working initially working hard and making some adjustments and finding ways to and landing other roles because you built on the first thing built on the next thing, which then built on the next thing. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Well, thank you for having great. me. Yes, thank yes. you. Yes. So I hope that you have a wonderful, we are recording on a Friday, so I hope you have a wonderful <laughs> weekend, uh, even though that this will be posted on a Monday. And Rob, you want to close us out? Well, that was yet again, another fantastic interview. Thank you, Misty, for joining us. My we look forward to seeing you at those HR functions as we continue on the year. And, you know, everybody have a wonderful time. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye.